Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm excited about being in the house of the Lord here tonight in Bethlehem. And I want to again say how much we appreciate and love uh, Pastor Cameron and his wife, and the elder Cameron and his wife. And Brother Walmer, it was delicious in the spirit to hear you teaching Amen. as much as I was privileged to hear last Sunday morning. Amen. That was awesome. And I'm just excited. I've been in prayer, of course, a lot of prayer. Because I want God to have his way. I want to see the kingdom of God blessed Amen. and enlarged and moved upon. So I want to see God do something here tonight. Amen. That only he can do. Yes, sir. Amen. If you could stand in honor to the reading of the word, we're going to turn to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 50 and uh, verse number 15. I know we're in a revival. And uh, I asked God, I want to make sure, God, that this is what you intend, that this is what you want. And uh, the Lord has told me that this is what he wants. And so I'm just going to obey the Lord tonight. Amen. And uh, Genesis chapter 50, verse number 15. God has a message for somebody or several somebodies here tonight. Yes, sir. Amen. All right, Genesis 50, verse 15. And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will pre-adventure hate us and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, So shall you say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sin, for they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of thy servants of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, ye thought evil against me. But God meant it unto good. To bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Now therefore fear you not, I will nurse you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. And I just want to preach for a while tonight on a burden that I have. God meant it unto good. Amen. Praise the Lord. God meant it unto good. And I'm preaching to us tonight and not someone that's not here. Let's lift our hands and our hearts to God. Let's pray. Let's be sincere with God the Lord tonight. Lord, we love you. Speak to this and we pray that you would deal with us, God. That you would pour out the anointing to open up the truth of the word before us. Let the word, the truth, go out the depth of our heart and our spirit. Oh, God, let it be welcomed and praised. Let it lift us up, let us heal us in the broken place of God. Let there be a renewing God of hope and of life and of the power of the Holy Ghost. Pour out your spirit tonight, God. Pour within us, God, the spirit of revival, the spirit of love, God, of love one another, of love and prayer. God, have your way. Bring all things to remembrance in this part of this mind. Drink of the word that bring life and healing in the house of God tonight. Amen. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. Praise God. Amen. I'm going to believe he's a good God tonight. Yes, sir. Amen. God is good 
even when we don't know or think perhaps at the moment or for the time that he's being so good. Amen. Because sometimes we go through some things that we question. We can't help but question uh, the goodness of God. And is God really watching over us as carefully as he needs to, considering what we are going through and considering how we are feeling in our heart, in our spirit. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. But he is a good God. Amen. He's a great God. Yeah. Amen. He's an awesome God. Praise the Lord. There's a psalmist that said in Psalms 107, and it's the psalm that says over five times the statement, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. Verse 8, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And he says that on five different occasions, five different situations and crises that people, the people of God, uh, go through. Amen. He says it concerning those who are seafarers, the mariners, he says in the 23rd verse of Psalms 107, they that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven. They go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted because of their trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like drunken men and are at their wit's end. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He makes the storm a calm so that the waves thereof are still. Yeah. Then they are glad because they be quiet, so he bringeth them unto their desired haven. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. God is a good God. God is a carefully loving God. Tonight, I want us to give the Lord just a hand praise of recognition and thanks. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. We have read here in the book of Genesis, the 50th chapter, and this is at a time when Joseph, amen, was not a young lad anymore, but he is about 56 years old, 55 years old. He is right split and smack dab in the middle of his entire journey of life. He lived to be 110. Amen. So he's 55, 56 now. When his brothers are coming to him after the death of their beloved father, Jacob. Yeah. And they had this fear, and naturally so, and rightfully so, that uh, Jacob was going to do unto them and feel towards them uh, as they did and felt towards him uh, many, many years ago when he had his coat of many colors and was so highly esteemed of his father. And he thought that he was going to requite them. He was going to call them into justice and judgment for uh, throwing him in the pit and selling him as a slave and selling him to a, a trading caravan and bringing him down into Egypt away from his father and family for year after year after year after year. Joseph is going to requite us for this evil that we had done. Amen. And so they came and they recited what they wanted to tell Joseph. And they remembered everything that they could that their father Jacob said on his deathbed. 
uh, about forgiving, amen, his brethren there. And they came before Joseph and they said this, amen. But Joseph said, but as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good. Amen. Joseph was a beautiful type of the Lord Jesus Christ in the Bible because he had a magnificent God-blessed heart, amen, to forgive, amen, to forgive those who so ill and evilly treated him. Just like Jesus looked at his persecutors on the cross after he was so violently and viciously mistreated and spat upon and ridiculed. Come on, everybody. And said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. To forgive is divine. Amen. It's an aspect, amen, of divinity, of God, amen, that is so exceedingly precious, amen, that it affords, praise the Lord, our salvation. Well, can you say praise the Lord? Praise the Lord. Amen. To go backwards in time just a little bit here to get the full import of what was going on in this meeting with Joseph, pardon me, yeah, Joseph and his brothers. Uh, it seems like that Rachel, the beloved wife of Jacob, amen. I don't want to belabor that story too long, but <clears throat> Jacob, amen, he fell in love with Rachel, amen, and he worked seven years for her, amen, but he was deceived, tricked by Laban, her father, amen. Uh, it's not right, he said, at the end of the seven years to give away the younger sister first. Her older sister is not married yet, and uh, custom <laughs> requires that she be first, amen, betrothed. And, and so he made him work for him another seven years, amen. First he took Leah, amen, the older sister, and then he finally got, amen, Rachel, the beauty, the one that he loved in his heart, amen. And so Rachel had a struggle. Amen. She was the beloved wife of Jacob. And there was a lot of difficulty and animosity and struggling that went on between Rachel and Leah, her sister, and between the kids that Leah began to have. Because Rachel was barren. She had no children. And for 20 years, amen, she was barren in this marriage relationship. And finally she got so desperate she called upon the name of the Lord in a way I suppose she had never done before. And God answered her cry and opened her womb and gave her a little one. And that little one's name was Joseph, which means God shall add. She had soaring faith. God's going to give me another one after this. We're just going to get a troop of kids, a troop of young men going. <laughs> one after another. Here's God. God wants us, amen, to have faith. And he wants his mercies and miracles and answers to prayer, amen, to be something, amen, that just lifts up our horizon. He's going to do even more. It's going to be great. There's going to be revival. There's going to be more and more and more and more children, praise the Lord. Born in our family, amen. Well, so because, because that Joseph was born of the beloved wife Rachel to Jacob in his older years now he was the son of his old age and I don't know I don't know how much wisdom was involved I don't think a whole lot but he doted upon and his affections were quite obviously entwined amen in the lad Joseph he loved him more the Bible says this than amen the other brothers now, by this time, amen, the firstborns of Leah, Reuben, and, and Judah, and some of these there, I mean, they're, they're already, you know, they're already 20, 22 years old or whatever. 
23 years old. And finally, little Joseph comes along, and he is just, amen, just the pride uh, of his father's heart. He just loves him, and they envied him for that. And as Joseph got older, he was a goodly person, the Bible says. But not only was he a handsome young man, but he was a man that had a special touch on his heart and his life. Amen. For God, for the Lord God of Israel. Amen. He was a lover of the Lord God. Amen. And that marked him, amen, for dealings with by God. Amen. So he grew up. He got to be about 17 years old. And lo and behold, Jacob used him just to be the tattletale. You want to tell me how your brothers are doing? Amen. They've got the sheep somewhere. How's it going with the sheep? How's it going with the shearing? How's it going? And go, go back and tell me what's going on. And the Bible tells us in the book of Genesis, amen, that he would bring back their evil report. Amen. Of what they weren't doing right and how they were, amen, mischievous here or wrong there or evil here or evil there. And so he just got a name uh, of being despised by his brothers. Amen. And more than that, by the, when he was 17 years old, his older father Jacob, the patriarch of the little tribe there, made him a coat of many colors. And this was a mark of distinction. This was a mark of leadership. This was a mark, amen, uh, of someone, amen, being the boss. And so here, amen, they're out with the sheep out near Dothan somewhere. And uh, Joseph is sent by Jacob, his father, to again report on his brothers. And they see him, and from a long distance away, they see him coming. And he had just told them, amen, just weeks ago, that behold, I had a dream. And in my dream, I had was represented by a sheaf of harvested crop in the field. Amen. And there was 11 other sheaths in the field. And those sheaths bowed down to my sheaf. And hello, what do you think this means? It means that one day those brothers were going to bow down. Amen. Before Joseph. And they envied him. And they hated him yet the more. The Bible said for his dreams. Right. Hello. Right. But he may have lacked wisdom, amen, in telling the dreams, but they were dreams, and they were dreams from God, and God was in it. Praise the Lord. God meant it all for good. But they saw him coming up the road, and they said, Behold, this dreamer cometh. And by this time, he told them the second dream that he'd had, that, that there was a sun and a moon and 11 stars, and, and the sun and the moon and the 11 stars bowed down before him. And uh, they were all, you know, oh, Joseph, what in the world do you think that you are? <laughs> Envious of him, hating him for his dreams and yeah. jealous over his relationship, amen, with his father. Yeah. More loved than any of the others. So by this time... Reuben's probably 45 years old. Hello. Amen. Judah and some of the others, they're 39, 30, 42 and all that. And here, this 17-year-old kid in this colorful coat signifying, amen, he's the supervisor of them. Hello. And they see him coming up the road and say, behold, this dreamer cometh. Let's see what will become of his dreams. You know, when God gives you a dream, amen, the devil, amen, will do everything in his power to try to destroy that dream. He will try to bring it down, 
Amen. He will mark you from a distance, a far distance away. Amen. Stuff will come up about it a long time that you're even aware. Amen. That those kind of things are going on. Come on, everybody. Amen. And the devil saying, well, we're going to see what becomes of this dreamer. But I want to tell you something, friends of mine. Hold on to your dreams. Hold on to your vision. Hold on to the promises of God. Hold on to what God gives you. Praise the Lord. Because if the Lord gives you a dream, if the Lord gives you a vision, amen, the same God that gave it, amen, is able to fulfill it. Come on, because he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. He doesn't offer a vision. He doesn't offer a dream. He does not offer, amen, a promise. Amen. Dropped in our heart in a moment, amen, of need and prayer and desperation that he does not intend to fulfill. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So they captured him. They ripped his coat of many colors off him. They threw him into a pit. Some of them were ready to kill him on the spot. Such a lovely Old Testament church. And Reuben was trying to protect him. Judah was trying to protect him. Amen. To make a long but beautiful story just a bit shorter. Amen. They decided to just throw him in a pit. And uh, our hand won't be upon them. The Ishmaelite caravan began to come up the road. Amen. They said, well, let's, let's, let's sell them. Judah said, let's sell them to them. Let's not our hand be upon our brother, for he is, after all, our flesh. And so they sold Joseph, amen, for 20 pieces of silver. The going rate for a slave in that era of time to the Ishmaelite caravan that was trekking down towards Egypt. Hello, everybody. Yeah. And I can imagine the voice of the devil in beaten, amen, and lonely and cold, amen, and hated by his own brothers, his own flesh. Amen. Being mounted and tied up. Amen. On the back of a donkey led down to Egypt there. I can imagine the devil coming by. Well, where is your dream? Where is your dream? Where is your vision? Where is God? But I'm telling you, don't judge nothing before the time. Amen. Because God is not through yet. The end of the story oh, has yeah. not come about yet. Bear with me just a little bit here. So they, they get down into Egypt, amen, and the masters of the caravan sell Joseph, amen, to Potiphar, was the chief of Pharaoh's guard. He's a very important man, military man. And they sold him to him. Well, the Lord was with Joseph. You know something? Even in our trials, even when everything is coming against us and our dream and our vision, praise God. God's always got a meadow. He's always got a place of blessing, a place of peace, a place of lifting up our head. When we go through a trial, amen, everything's not down. Everything's not drowned. Everything is not cut off. Come on. That's right, yes. There's always a spot of sunshine. Yes, sir. There's always a place, amen, where God is shining upon us. Amen. In some way, let us know he hasn't forsaken us and he loves us. Praise the Lord. And so the Lord blessed everything that Joseph did in Potiphar's household in Egypt. And Potiphar took note of this and saw that the Lord was blessing his household because of this Hebrew slave that he had bought. And so uh, he made him ruler, amen, when he discerned that he was a goodly person and he was a wise person and a dependable person and an honest person. Come on, everybody. Amen. He made him ruler over all of his house. And the Lord was with him. And God gave him favor. And God gave him blessing. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. 
But what happened was a cruel situation. Sometimes we think that the cruel situations have run out. But sometimes they're not run out yet. They're still, still going to happen a little bit. And Potiphar's wife cast her eye upon him. And she had an evil desire, a lust for him. She did everything in her power to try to entice him. But he would not see her nor be with her every day. He was faithful to God, faithful to his walk with God, faithful to Potiphar, whom he was, amen, entrusted the household affairs with. And so finally it got to a place where there was no other men in the house and she just set a trap for her opportunity and tried to grab him and he had to run for his life. The Bible says flee also youthful lusts. Amen. He ran for his life and ran, amen, to keep, amen, right with God, amen, and right in the eyes of Potiphar, his master. And he ran from that house, amen, and she had part of his garment in her hand there and raised up a cry, a rouse of, there's been an attempted rape. He's, look what he's done. Look what this Hebrew has done to try to mock me. Hello, everybody. Yeah. I'm telling you that cruel and confusing and complicated difficulties can come up against your life even though that God has given a dream yes. and God has instilled a vision Amen. and it was God Almighty that gave it hallelujah Amen. and I can see the devil standing by his side here you are amen you're being pursued amen by Potiphar's amen servants and some of the guards here amen of Egypt there and they captured him and threw him down into the lowest prison house there in Egypt where's God now and where's the promise now and amen where is the dream now look what's going on with your life I'm telling you you've got to learn amen to be faithful you got to learn to be patient you got to learn to keep on keeping on praise the Lord Oh, thank you, Jesus. Well, sure enough, the God of all goodness and sunshine and blessing, amen, he gives Joseph favor in the eyes of the prison warden. Amen. And he realized that there's blessing that's involved and locked up in this prisoner who has been unjustly accused and put down here. And the Lord was blessing Joseph and everything he set his hand to. And it wasn't long until he was made, amen, the leader. Come on, over all the other prisoners in the prison house. Come on, I'm telling you, God will never forsake you. Right. He'll be there. There'll always be some light. Always be some strength. Always be some succor. Always be some blessing. Come on. Yes. And God will help us to make it through. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Whether it be concerning a marriage or whether it be concerning, amen, a church and revival in a church, amen, that fights hell, amen, for its existence, amen, there's always going to be, amen, sunshine somewhere. Always going to be some blessing somewhere. Always going to be some help somewhere. It might not be all the help that you want to see. It might not be all the sunshine that you want to see. It might not be all the victory that you want to see. Amen. But God's got his hand out there. Hey, I'm still here. Hey, I still love him. Hey, God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, he's down there. And lo and behold, Pharaoh is angry with two of his main servants. He's angry with his chief butler and he's angry with his chief baker. And if I was in that kingdom at that time, I would not want to be a baker and make Pharaoh angry. Yeah. 
So he threw them down into prison and was determining what would be done to them. And while the chief butler and the chief baker were in prison, God, amen, gave them dreams. And the chief butler had a dream, amen, about these branches, great branches. About the, the third branch there, the third day, a cup was put in his hand. And, and, uh, and, and the baker, he had a dream also about uh, three baskets of meats on his head. And, but the birds, the ravens came were eating the, the top basket there. And they were confused and they were sad. And Joseph, leader of the prisoners, said, why are you so sad? And here he is trying to minister and help other people. Amen. When he is so far removed from his father, amen, from his mother, from his brothers, from everybody else that he knew, he's been wrongly, amen, accused. He's been falsely accused. Hey, don't. Come on. It's amazing the things, amen, that the devil will try to throw up against the people of God. Amen. Slander to destroy to lie, to do all of these things. Somebody needs to just keep holding on. Keep holding on. God's going to give you a victory. Amen. Like you won't believe, but you got to keep holding on. Amen. Well, God gave Joseph the interpretation to the dreams. He said the dream is this. Three days. Amen. Pharaoh is going to restore you, butler. You're going to deliver the cup again to Pharaoh's hand. And in three days, <clears throat> Baker, amen, your head is going to be lifted from you and the birds of heaven will eat your flesh. And Joseph called out to the butler as he was leaving the prison, as the message came from Pharaoh to bring him up before him again. Remember me before the Pharaoh, for I was unjustly, amen, taken away and sold, and then I was unjustly accused and brought into this place. So remember me before the Pharaoh. And we might think that's the that's the opportunity. That's the golden opportunity. Oh, that's the, going to be the pipeline. That's going to be the lifeline, amen, for Joseph to get out of here, amen, and to be restored and have something good happen in his life. And I want to tell you, those there's those things that happen in your life, amen, that seems like, amen, this is it. This is the delivering hour. This is this is the rope. Amen. Thrown down. Come on. The, the wall. This, this is deliverance. Come on. Come on. And what happened? The baker died and the butler forgot Joseph. He forgot to tell Pharaoh or anybody else about the dreams and about the unjust situation that Joseph was in. Finally, about two years later, and Joseph's been in the prison house now for, I don't know, 10 years or so. It's been a while. Pharaoh himself has a dream. He has a dream, amen, of seven kind or cattle coming out of the Nile River, their source of life and grain and plants. And seven well-favored kind cattle came out of the river, beautiful and well-favored, well-fatted. And these were followed by seven kind that were ill-favored and their bones were sticking out and they, they looked like they were about ready to drop dead and these devoured the good kind and yet there were no improvement made in their look. And then he had another dream about seven ears of corn that were blasted by the east wind. Amen. And 
before that was seven years Amen. Of good years, of good ears, of good ears of corn, followed by seven years of blasted corn. And Joseph said, The dream has been repeated twice. This one dream, God's showing Pharaoh what he's going to do. Amen. In, in the near future. Amen. There's going to be plenty like has never been seen throughout the land of Egypt of bumper crops everywhere. And but these are going to be followed by seven years of famine and a dearth that is so severe and so scourging that the, the memory of the years of good and the years of fat and the years of plenty are going to be completely abandoned and forgotten. Amen. Because of the severity and the killingness of the famine. And so here I've got a suggestion. <laughs> Why don't you take 20%? Amen of the bumper crops during the good years and store them away in storage cities there. Amen to have corn when the time of dearth and famine comes and make the story a little bit shorter but beautiful. Amen. Pharaoh said we can't find anybody as wise as you are. Why don't you be the one, amen, that implements this plan? And I'm going to make you second in all of Egypt, only in the throne. Amen. Well, I have, amen, authority over you. Amen. Everybody's going to bow down when you come by on your chariot. I'm going to make you second in all the land of Egypt. Joseph was 30 years old when he came before Pharaoh. He was 17 years old. And the Bible states these figures, amen, when he was sold, amen, to that Ishmaelite caravan. Come on, 13 intervening years. Praise God. But finally, amen, I said, but finally, but finally, God, amen, made a blessing. God made a way. God made a provision. Can you say praise the Lord, everybody? God made it unto good. I said he made it unto good. Amen. You had evil in your purpose. You had, amen, hate in your purpose. But God had something good that he was going to bring about, that he was purposing. Hallelujah. He's going to save a nation. He's going to save a people. He's going to save and rescue his people. He's going to make a way. I'm telling you, God has a way of meaning it for good. In Romans 8 and 28, the Bible says, for we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And the Amplified Version reads this verse like this. All things work together and are fitting into a plan for good to those who love God and are called according to his design and his purpose. Everything is working together. You love God. Why don't you raise your voice and raise your hands to God right now. You, you, you're, you're a child of God. You love God. And the word of God tells you, child of God, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good. For them that love God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. something about Joseph and his love for God. I ain't going to give up on God even though my brothers hated me. Even though they threw me in a pit. Even though they stripped me of my clothes. Even though they sold me. Amen. The foreigners ain't going to give up on God. Even though I was falsely accused of rape. Ain't going to give up on God. Come on. Even though amen, I interpret dreams and I listen. Everybody forgets about me. I'm all alone and all forgotten. And I've been so abused and so Don't count God. Amen. It's not being good here. 
people from dancing naked around the golden calf while he was on the mountain getting the Ten Commandments from the Lord there. Hello, everybody. Praise God. Yeah. Praise the Lord. He begged God, God, if you're going to... If you're going to take them away, then block my name also out of your book. Amen. He interceded for them. Amen. But there was a depletion, amen, of energy and a depletion, amen, of, of his emotions and his, and, and his willpower. Amen. And so he says to God in the aftermath of all of this, he said, oh, I beseech thee, show me your glory. And God said, all right, Moses, I want you to stand in the cliff of the rock. And he said, what did God say? I'm going to make all my Goodness, pass before thee. I'm telling you, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good to those that love God, those who are called according to his design and his purpose. Praise the Lord. Don't give up now. Don't throw in the towel now. Come on. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. Come on. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give the Lord a hand. Praise and worship right now. Hallelujah, If all things are working together and fitting together into a plan for good, to those that love God. Then his goodness, he is goodness epitomized. <laughs> Them that love God, any dealing, instruction, correction, reproof, loss, experience of suffering, any hardship, any waiting, any calamity is an exercise somewhere along the trail of his goodness. Come on. Amen. It was all good because God meant it for good. You know, we're strange. We, we like to kind of direct our own steps and think that we can plan yeah. and orchestrate our own life and we're smart enough and wise enough and have enough of divine insight enough that we can direct our steps. The Bible tells us it's not a man that walketh to direct his steps. And Paul says, amen to the Roman to the church, we don't even know how to pray as we ought to pray. God knows how to direct our steps. He knows, amen, how many days of joy we need and how many days of wisdom we need and how many days of sorrow we need and how many days of trial we need. He knows the difference. He knows, amen, how to put it all together. Amen. You know, our life is like a recipe. I like to think of it as a recipe for a cake. And uh, there's a lot of different ingredients that go into a cake, you know. You know, we, we, we think that if you're going to live for God, then you're going to have one good day after another, one victorious day after another. The light is going to shine more and more into the perfect day. It's going to get better and better and better and greater and greater and greater. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And I want to tell you something, that's not life, and that's not what living for God really, amen, equates to. Come on. God knows. God knows. In a cake, amen, they got flour. You lick flour by itself. Tell me how sweet a day you have. In a cake, there's baking soda. You might be having a baking soda day in your life, but it don't mean that God's not good and God's not making things, amen, to come about in your life and your spiritual experience to make you a good man or a good woman or a good young person. Praise God. 
He's got to stir it all together. He's got to mix it all. Amen. There are sugar days. Thank God for the sugar days. Praise the Lord. But if we have just sugar days, if everything's just sweet, everything's just sweet, everything's just sweet, it's sweet. How's it going? It's sweet. It's sweet. How's it? It's going sweet. It's sweet. It's sweet. Woo! It's sweet. It just ain't going to work. God just can't make anything out of somebody that's just a lollipop. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Come on. Come on. I think there's eggs that go on a cake. Go ahead and crack an egg and just pop it in your mouth. What kind of day are you having? Well, I think I'm having an egg day today. <laughs> But don't you understand that it's God and his wisdom and infinite love and caring, amen, that knows just, just how many days of this and how many days of that. Come on, everybody, that we got to walk through. He knew how much trial, amen, that Joseph yeah, had to walk good. through, amen. And yet he put some sunshine here, put some favor there, made him ruler down there. Come on. God, God just knows how to mix it all together. All things are fitting together into a plan for good. soul and my soul will try to do is to try to get us to blame God and say God is not good God did not do me right amen the psalmist said in Psalms 119 and 71 it is good for me that I have been afflicted that I might learn thy statutes Psalms 119 and 92 unless thy law had been my delights should, then should I have perished in my afflictions. And great peace have those that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Praise God. Right. Beloved, we need to understand that some of our hardest days, some of our loneliest days, some of our most excruciating days, some of our days of being falsely accused, come on, everybody, amen, are going to work towards, amen, a final end, a final product, a final reputation, a final miracle, amen, where all has worked for good. Amen. David said, I had fainted unless I believed to see yeah. the goodness of the Lord yeah. in the land of the living. Yeah. I want you to stand with me tonight, brothers and sisters. God is good. He's good. He's good when you don't think he's being good. He's with you when you don't think he's with you. He's hearing you when you don't think he's hearing you. He's caring for you and loving you when you don't think he's caring for you and loving it for you. Come on, let's raise our hands and magnify the Lord just a little bit here. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I don't know what you're going through, my dear friend. I don't know what you're passing through right now. I'm not 
one to make light of your trouble, make light of your trial, and make light of your suffering. Amen. You're doing good. You're doing good to be here in the house of God here tonight. You're doing good, amen, to sing, amen, when you don't feel like singing. To raise your hands and praise the Lord when you don't really, really feel like it, amen, for what you're going through. I'm talking to somebody here tonight. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, maybe this is just for a few people here tonight, but I'm telling you, God, I've really got somebody's number in the Holy Ghost tonight. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. He's good. Is there anybody here that wants to worship Him? That wants to tell Him, Lord, you're good. That you're going through some hard times right now. God bless you. I want you to come to the front and just offer God some praise. The Bible says at all times, give thanks unto Him, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Don't you understand? We're going to have to praise our way through. We're going to have to pray our way through. Yes. We're going to have to worship our way through. We're going to have to praise our way yes. through. Yes. Jesus! 